The content of the Tandem Radio program and website is intended for general information purposes only. It's not designed to provide listeners with specific and personal financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or other advice. The views expressed by show hosts, their guests, and callers are their own and should not be construed in any way as opinions of Tandem Radio or the Bridge FM Network. We must show the world what a free economy can do to reduce unemployment, to put unused capacity to work, to spur new productivity. So when people want to succeed, I say to them, find out the dream that God has for you and then give it your best shot. And with that, you'll be successful. We can restore our economic strength and build opportunities like none we've ever had before. All we need to begin with is faith, and that dream will come true. All we need to do is act, and the time for action is now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tandem Radio, the good news on business, where each week we seek God's guidance in our business relationships and answer your questions as we walk in integrity together. We want to welcome all of our radio and global internet listeners to the program. And now, here's our host, Glenn DeLakian. Be encouraged. Psalm 128.2 says, You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Good morning and welcome to Tandem Radio. I'm your host, Glenn DeLakian, usually along with Peter Grandich. He's traveling this week, actually for the next few weeks, and uh, he'll be calling in later today with his economic update and report that I know many of you listen to. And uh, we're excited to have you today. Our concept of our show is very simple. Um, we believe that the Christian walk is a 24-7 responsibility, and uh, all, in fair, all is fair in love and war is not what God had in mind when he uh, wrote his word and uh, instructs us what to do. So we seek his guidance in business and uh, his direction every day in our lives, not only in our professional lives, but of course our personal lives. And our goal here at Tandem Radio is to uh, pull from the word and also pull from some of our own experience and tie it all together and help business owners and those people who are interested in business or maybe those who are in ministry that uh, seek business advice uh, would help them with getting their questions answered and so forth. Today's topic is more than a business, public safety and public service and safety. And I'm excited to have um, our sheriff here today, actually from Monmouth County, Sean Golden. And uh, you'll be hearing more from our guest uh, in a few minutes. But um, as I said before, Peter Grandich, who's usually here with me, as uh, we'll be calling in later with his uh, economic commentary. And uh, for those of you who are new to this show, my background is basically business. I've been in business, my family says, since I've been seven years old. And I've owned multiple companies and uh, still involved in many different enterprises. I've done business consulting for years, been involved in startups. Uh, been involved in uh, um, uh, grant writing and all types of things relative to business. So um, business is kind of my middle name, and I'm excited to be able to bring it to the table. But first and foremost, I'm a student of Jesus Christ our Lord, and uh, I do my best to bring his word into what I do on a daily basis, and the goal is to help you do the same. Again, our guest today is Monmouth County Sheriff Sean Golden, who's also a professor at Monmouth University, and uh, we're going to talk to him in a bit. But let's start off with our scriptures of the day. First is Psalms 4.8. I will lie down and sleep in peace, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Psalm 4.8. I wanted to make that clear because a lot of times we look to our government or we look to our uh, uh, safety officials or police officers for our safety, but our safety is really 
found in the Lord. You can't find peace and safety anywhere else but in Christ Almighty. Um, the other scripture for today is Romans 13, 1, 4, which I think applies directly to our guest today, and I'm excited to bring it to the table. Romans 13, 1, 4, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and he will commend you, for he is God's servant to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword for nothing. And uh, I thought that was uh, very apropos for uh, what we're going to talk about today, uh, public safety, public service as well as safety and uh, uh, the business aspects of those uh, topics. And I have someone who I'm very excited to bring to the table today because I've gotten to know Sean over the last uh, several months. And uh, he's done a great job since he's taken over at Sheriff, our now Lieutenant Governor. And... Um, uh, Sean is very full of surprises. Every time I talk to him, I learn something new about him. And uh, not only is he the sheriff of Monmouth, but he's also a professor over at Monmouth University, has an extensive background in public safety and public service. And um, I just wanted to read before I introduce Sean or actually let him introduce himself. I looked up in Webster's Dictionary, the meaning of sheriff, because a lot of times I say, what does a sheriff actually do, you know? And um, I asked Sean that when he came into the studio this morning. He said, that's too long a topic to discuss today. <laughs> but um, in Webster's dictionary said the chief officer of a shire or county to whom is entrusted the execution of the laws the serving of judicial writs and processes and the preservation of the peace which i thought was uh, most important than that uh, but that's right out of webster's dictionary and i found it interesting that they use of shire or county because that brings us right back to uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago if not thousands uh, so the sheriff's uh, uh, office of the sheriff has been around for a very long time and i'm honored to have our guest today introduce himself sean welcome Great to have you on the show. Uh, Glenn, thank you so much. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, great. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Sean? <clears throat> sure. Um, you know, I grew up in Monmouth County, uh, let's see, uh, 43 years old here, and a uh, lifelong resident of Monmouth County, having grown up in uh, Matawan and Colts Neck, and currently reside with my wife and kids in Howell. And uh, I did all my education at, you know, at St. John Vianney High School in uh, Homedale. I went to Brookdale Community College, uh, received my associate's degree, and then on to Monmouth University for my bachelor's, and uh, on to Seton Hall for my uh, master's degree in administration. And then I went for my certified public manager's uh, certification. And uh, along that road of education, I uh, entered into public service, uh, you know, at the age of 18 in my uh, local community in, in Colts Neck there right. as a volunteer firefighter and EMT. And I thought community service was very important. Um, that's one of the values I, I like to instill in, in my kids and, and my friends saying, you know, you have to volunteer in some way. Um, it's, it's, it's your duty right. to uh, serve others and, and, and in your community. And I thought a volunteer firefighter and EMT was pretty neat. So on the fire department and first aid squad, because you, you really, truly uh, were able to help others right. you know, on calls. And uh, you were able to care for others. And you were able to speak with their families and sometimes console them and, mm -hmm. and help them out if their house uh, had burned down. And so um, that was very rewarding. And I think uh, when I started that, a volunteer, it propelled me into saying, hey, what? how can I continue this in, in a career? Right. 
And uh, that's what led me into law enforcement. So mm-hmm. uh, I went to the Monmouth County Police Academy. And um, I, I remember working my way through uh, the academy as a medic for Monarch. We see their orange and white ambulances right. around Monmouth right. and Ocean County. And I worked for Monarch for a few years. And, you know, uh, that was a tremendous organization and allowed me to work my way through uh, the Monmouth County Police Academy and, and some of my college. And, and so uh, I went into law enforcement. So right. I've been in law enforcement for, uh, you know, 18 years. And, and uh, you know, I... I had an opportunity to, to serve with the Monmouth uh, County Sheriff's Office, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in their communications in 911 Center, and I, I took oh, that okay. opportunity a couple of years ago, and, and here I am now. So uh, <laughs> ready, ready, to, ready to face the challenges of today in the Sheriff's Office. Now, you know, I know you grew up in Monmouth, and, and you're very focused in the area. Obviously, you're the Monmouth County Sheriff. The interesting thing about, I think, the Sheriff's Department is they have them all over the country, and uh, many of the responsibilities are the same. And uh, I know you have some unique ones here, which we'll discuss today. Uh, but uh, it's good to know that uh, what we talk about today relative to the Sheriff's Department and business uh, kind of applies nationally. Uh, so our national listeners can get a benefit as well, as well as those. Uh, sure. Uh, just so you're aware, we have 21 Sheriff's Office here in New Jersey. Each county has one, but there are over 3,000 nationally. As you said, you referenced the historical uh, aspects of the sheriff's office uh, going back to uh, the monarchy and the kings and queens Mm -hmm. and the shire and and the reavy. And, uh, you know, that holds true today. Uh, The sheriff's office is uh, the peacekeeper for the community. Uh, We do a lot of community education programs. Uh, You mentioned service and writs and uh, warrants. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, it used to be referred to as the old hue and cry system or the posse. You know, going out and looking right. for bad uh, people in the community and those that were trying to avoid justice, and that holds true today. And and then the jailer uh, back in the king uh, in the monarchy, and you know, we still uh, the sheriffs run the jail. Right. Uh, so it's uh, interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So what we see in those movies, uh, old Western movies, of the sheriff coming out and rounding up the posse and all yeah, that. That's right. That that's was right. Uh, all really happening, right? Yep. <laughs> that's interesting. Well, um, I wanted to touch on a number of things today because uh, it's I've had the uh, uh, honor of when um, Kim Godagno was uh, sheriff. She came in and spoke to a group of ours that I had put together. And uh, it was very, I was very well, she informed us very well about the business aspects of the department. Recently, you spoke for a group we were with uh, a couple weeks ago, and you spoke about the business aspect. So I want to make sure people know that there's a lot of business that goes on in the sheriff's department. We're going to talk more about that in a couple of minutes uh, right after the break. But we have a, a just two minutes before the break, Sean, and, and real quick, give us a quick overview. What does the sheriff's department do generally? Sure. In, in Monmouth County, uh, the sheriff's office, uh, we have three major divisions. Um, you, you heard me reference the jail and the jailer. And uh, that's our Monmouth County Correctional Institution, known as MCCI, and uh, that's our corrections office. Uh, and uh, that's a tremendous outfit over there, and uh, we operate that facility, obviously, 24-7 uh, to house our inmates here in the county and, and deal with the judicial system and the courts. Uh, we have a law enforcement division. Uh, the law enforcement division has uh, over 100 sworn officers. Uh, we do court security. We have a court security unit. We have a uh, warrant division. Uh, that goes out and service warrants. We have a civil process that uh, does the writs and, and the foreclosures. And um, a canine unit, a pretty extensive oh, canine okay. unit over there as well. And then our uh, the third division is our communications center. That's our 911 and technology unit uh, that services all of Monmouth County in terms of answering 911 calls, mm. providing communications equipment to our uh, public safety, our first responders, our fire, EMS, and, and police and emergency management officials. And um, 
or they supply technology as well. You know, the the officers use computers in the cars today, and right. you know that comes uh, a lot of that comes out of our office. Uh, the communication with federal and state police and mm-hmm. and the like. So um, those are the three major divisions in the sheriff's office, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the okay. operation in a minute. Good. Well, a lot of people don't know that when a 911 call comes in, it's going actually through your department and uh, then be being distributed to wherever it needs to go. Yeah, right? that's right. Uh, yeah, we received over 161,000 911 calls last year. and 161,000. 161,000. Wow. We did over 350,000 phone calls in the center, and it's all routed through uh, our sheriff's office in Freehold. Wow. So uh, we're going to talk more about the manpower that it takes to, to do that and or woman power, depending on who's there, and uh, some of the other topics that uh, are, are going on at the Sheriff's Department. And again, just to give people a better dynamic of what the Sheriff's Department does, how it interacts with business, and uh, uh, how um, some of even volunteer programs educate and so forth. And we're excited to have uh, Sheriff Sean uh, Golden with us today. I also have a special feature we're going to wrap the show up with, um, uh, Psalms 5517, which we'll get more into uh, in a couple of minutes. But uh, right now you're listening to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakian. I'm excited to be here this morning. We're here every Saturday, 11 a.m. to noon uh, for the good news on business. And you can also check us out on tandemradio.com where you can find out all the information about the show and also listen in as well if you're not in the immediate area. We'll be back uh, in a few minutes right after our sponsors uh, say a few words. Sponsors you need to listen to. They could help you in your business. Hi, my name is George McGovern, Director of Athletes in Action in the New York metro area. Athletes in Action is a global pioneer and servant leader in sport ministry. AIA staff and volunteers have shared the gospel with athletes, coaches, and sports fans around the world. Locally, Athletes in Action staff are training godly professional and collegiate athletes to do the same. Whether it's a father-son breakfast, a sports clinic, or a school assembly, AIA creates opportunities for athletes to share the good news. For more information, go to our Athletes in Action link at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. When potential clients Google your business name or what you do, do you come up in the top five? If not, someone else is getting many of your sales opportunities. Search engines like Google and others are becoming more important to generating new business. With more people tuning out traditional advertising, search engines allow you to show up when customers are actually searching for what you offer. You Can Be Found has a proven record of helping businesses get found with rates that fit your budget. We offer free website analysis to help you understand your best options. For more on You Can Be Found, please click the link at tandemradio.com. 
Well, welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn Talakian, and uh, excited to be here this morning with our sheriff, Sheriff Sean Golden. And uh, Sean's got a, so much information to share with you today. I hope we can get to a lot of it today in the show. I know we will. Uh, but if you'd like to call in, 800-575-9564 is the phone number, 800-575-9564. Uh, we have so much to cover today. We'll try to squeeze in some questions, but uh, feel free to call or email us at uh, info at tandemradio.com. That's info at tandemradio.com. And you can always check out our website. There'll be a link on our website to uh, the, the sheriff's office and uh, uh, to Sean. Uh, so if you need to communicate with them, uh, you'll find that on tandemradio.com. So feel free to check it out. So going back to Sean, we were talking about, uh, we're going back and forth, but let's get back a little bit to you. Um, why a career in law enforcement? Yeah. Well, like I said, from early on, I, I just found it to be a rewarding career, a career you know, in, in helping others. And uh, I think that's really the root of it. And that's the, the core value of it all is uh, to get out into the community uh, be of assistance, uh, help uh, your fellow men and women and neighbors, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, along because uh, everybody has a bad day, right. Glenn, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, some, some days uh, really go awry and, and, you know, as a police officer and a paramedic and, you know, we uh, really come to fully understand what, what bad days are all about and, and, you know, you really like to reach out that hand and, and help people in the community. I hear, and I thank God for those people every day and pray for you guys as well because it's uh, it's unusual. You know, you jump out of bed in the middle of the night and do what you got to do to help other people. And, yeah, uh, you know, I always say it's it's uh, it takes a it takes a special person. I always say an uncommon person. Right. You know, a common person will work nine to five and you know yep. and, and do their family business. An uncommon person, you know, jumps out of their bed at night and you know sometimes misses their uh, son or daughters baseball game or, you know, doing shift work at midnight, you know, to watch over us and, and, right. and the like. And so uh, a lot of special people in law enforcement and public safety. Yeah, amazing. Um, how does your wife relate to, um, you know, Kathy and you have some, uh, you have children. H how does the family life fit into, well, now you're even to a new level in your career, now you're kind of the political aspect. Of yeah, you know, you, you mentioned the sheriff and, and the sheriff is one of those positions where, uh, you know, you had reference in the, um, in the opening about uh, the authority uh, by God and the people. Mm -hmm. And the sheriff is a constitutional position, and it's an elective position by the people. And uh, so it's, it's a little different in, in the sense that you do have to run for election for that office. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's every three years. So that, that does come up. Uh, it takes a lot of your time, uh, that political process. But at the end of the day, when you're beyond the politics of it all, it's, it's the daily business and operation of the sheriff's office that I enjoy the most. Mm. And that is interacting with all our, our staff, our officers, our 911 communicators, our civilian staff. Uh, we have um, what, what is a $67 million operation and over 600 employees in the Monmouth County Sheriff's Office. And, and they're dedicated employees, you know. And like I said, all our, all our divisions work on a 24-7 basis. And so uh, I do too, you know. Right. The wife sees me, you know, we get phone calls in the middle of the night. You know, there's a big incident over here or we have a problem, you know, over there. And and so uh, we've, we've been dealing with that. And, you know. Well, Kathy's lovely. She must have a big heart to share you with so many. Um, you know, you, you touched on the business aspect. You know, I know it's an elected position, but there's really, uh, you're literally a CEO of a company there. So tell us a little bit more about the business aspect. Yeah, of, that, uh, that's right. The, the administrative end is, is challenging. Um, it's, as I said, it's a $67 million budget. The county has a $493 million budget overall. And uh, the sheriff's office is a, is a large part of that. Um, 
And, and it is, uh, we treat it as a business. Uh, you know, we um, have to downsize uh, just like some other businesses in this challenging economic time. So we, we've left some positions unfilled or we just haven't filled the retirements uh, that have left. You know, we've mm -hmm. done it through attrition, uh, trying to save the, the taxpayers uh, money. And, and you have to be very cognizant of that. But you still have to have uh, that balance where uh, public safety uh, has right. to come first. We don't want our communities to fall in, uh, you know, uh, uh, we don't want crime to increase, and we, we want our residents to be safe in Monmouth County. So it's a challenge uh, between the two. <clears throat> and then a way to uh, generate revenue. And uh, we've, we've done that in all of our divisions in terms of revenue generation. What can we increase on the revenue side? For instance, uh, the Monmouth County Correctional Institution, uh, we have a 1,300-bed facility. It's one of the larger county facilities in the state. Wow. Um, we have to operate that facility 24-7 uh, no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. And whether we have five uh, inmates in a particular area or 60, well, we try to fill those beds. Uh, so what we do is we enter into contracts with um, some various agencies uh, that will send us overflow or uh, the, you know, they just can't, we, can't simply house them anymore. So we increase revenue on, on that side mm -hmm. as well. So, so there's a lot going on behind the scenes. You have the communication aspect, you have the jail, the writs, the warrants. Um, how does it all interact? I mean, talk, talk to us a little bit about your management structure. Sure. Um, you know, we have a, a very good management team. Uh, we, I have uh, several under sheriffs and, and a warden uh, that are my management team in, in charge of each one of the divisions. Mm -hmm. And um, we're very demanding on them. And, um, you know, I think they've all been um, very responsive to the fact that and very cognizant of the fact that we have to keep uh, the budget down. Uh, we have to find ways to decrease the budget and continue to increase revenue right. and and do the same. Uh, you know, it's do more without more, uh, you know, in, in this period of time. And and um, I think our management structure is, um, you know, it's chain of command. It's a, right. uh, like I said, we have uh, uniform divisions throughout in both the corrections officers and the law enforcement division. And then over at the 911 center, we have 70 operators. And, and I have to tell you, um, you know, each one of those divisions, uh, dedicated employees. I mean, the 24-7, the jail is a, uh, you know, a place where we have to maintain order right. and uh, everything has to be moved in, in an orderly fashion over there. Law enforcement is out in our communities uh, serving those warrants and those writs and, and assisting other agencies, uh, particularly in a time of, you know, storms and incidents. And our 911 Communications Center um, uh, you know, I call those the operators there. They're the unsung heroes of the county. Nobody really thinks about it until you dial 911 right. and you need it for your family or your friend or a neighbor. And uh, at the end of the day, the, I said the phone never really stops ringing there. And, you know, you heard me reference how many phone calls we get. Mm -hmm, yeah. And uh, they're special people. They really are. Uh, they meet the challenges of those phone calls. Some of them are not so pleasant, mm. uh, the phone calls coming in. They meet those challenges every day with a great deal of professionalism. You know, um, again, having so many people, over 600 people uh, technically in your employee, um, there's obviously human resources balance that you have there, and, and there's uh, um, a lot of issues on a day-to-day -day basis with uh, staffing and so forth. You mentioned income and revenue. I thought that was kind of curious. Uh, you, don't, you typically don't figure government thinking about income in most cases. Yeah. But tell me more about how, how do you said we have to increase revenue. How, how sure. do you go about doing that? Yeah, you heard me reference the beds. And, and you know, I liken the uh, correctional institution in, in terms of a business model to a hotel. Uh, mm -hmm. You have to have somebody at the front desk. Right. Uh, you have to have uh, people that, that are cleaning and food service going. And, and it's going 24-7. The, mm -hmm. the lights are always on. And right. so uh, what we try to do is fill the additional empty beds 
that we have on, on the census count. Um, with other uh, cooperative uh, agreements, you know, with other agencies so that oh, we take okay. some overflow from the federal or the state inmates and, and other agencies. And then we charge um, the federal government or the state government to to house those inmates. Mm. Uh, so that leads, uh, for example, this year we will have collected $12.5 million um, in offset and uh, expenses. Wow. So, uh, you know, that the, the Monmouth County taxpayer saves money there because, you um, they would have to pay for the the inn to be open uh, at, at anyway. No matter what. So, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, we uh, bring in additional revenue. Hmm. Now, now, those are decisions you make on a regular basis with your team. That's right. That's right. And we work in co- cooperation, uh, you know, in great cooperation with the other county agencies and, and the Board of Chosen Freeholders. The Board hmm. of Chosen Freeholders has been very supportive of the Sheriff's Office. And... Um, we have a, an excellent board. We, we have an aggressive board. Um, I think they've been meeting the challenges uh, along the way of, of making cuts and trying to keep the tax the taxes low. And, you know, um, same thing, in, trying to increase revenue and come up with creative ideas across the board. You know, some of those things is we have to look at, you know, expanding maybe into public-private partnerships. Mm, um, you know, okay. how, do we, how do we do that? And, and create some of the services. And you, you heard me reference the volunteer program. Uh, we, you know, to meet some of the challenges today, we went on an, an aggressive volunteer recruitment program to recruit volunteers and send them to the, what we call a citizen's police academy, okay. train them, do the background checks, and uh, we send them out into the community to do the safety programs uh, for our kids and our, and our seniors. Well, that's a big help, of course. And you also mentioned, you know, talk about the economy. After the break, we're going to come back and talk about how the sheriff's department directly relates to business. We're going to even touch on prison ministry a little bit. Uh, and, of course, your, your experience in teaching at Monmouth University. Um, you, you know, you mentioned to me when we were off air about a program that you had recently signed. And that was pro- what I thought was curious. It was kind of a response to the economy, right, with this weekend thing. So why don't you tell us a little about that? Yeah, uh, again, to, to meet some of the challenges of, of the economic environment and, um, you know, some of our re- rehabilitative services over in uh, the correctional institution, we have substance abuse programs and we have uh, uh, inmate labor programs where they can go out and, and conduct labor, you know, and they, they kind of earn that right to do the. Uh, the other one we went to this year was weekend sentencing, mm. and uh, that was for our low-impact, uh, nonviolent offenders, first-time offenders that would receive maybe a 15 or 30 day or 45 day sentence for maybe a motor vehicle violation or something. Right. And and they serve on weekends. And what mm-hmm. that what that allows is for the individual to keep their job during the week so that they uh, can keep food on the table, right. uh, but yet still serve their sentences. And, and they come in and they work. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we bring them in on, on Friday and, uh, you know, they serve all weekend long. And they serve their time as uh, the judge, you know, sentences. But it's an alternative sentencing, and right. that's alternative sentencing helps us out because it keeps our costs down. They're not in general population, mm. and they're not in there for weeks at a time. And and it also uh, gives them the opportunity to maintain their employment right. uh, on the outside. And so uh, it's been working out well. We've had over 68 individuals uh, since uh, July when we signed that oh, program wow. into effect, and it's it's been a very effective program for us. That's excellent. Uh, you know, and I'm glad you're cognizant of that. You know, it's almost kind of do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You know, kind of looking at a, a whole family lifestyle situation and uh, trying to make it fit for this difficult time when someone does make yes, that one right. mistake. Um, you're listening to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLake and your host. We'll be having our commentary from Peter Grandich uh, in the next segment. And uh, we're here every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. 
It's the good news on business where we uh, seek God's wisdom and word and uh, direct it to business uh, dealings on a day-to-day basis and help you, the business owner or someone who's interested in business, walk in integrity every day, not just on the weekends, but uh, Monday through Friday, 24-7. And uh, we're here every week and uh, we welcome not only our local listeners, but also our international and national listeners on the internet at tandemradio.com. We'll be back right after this break. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. Currently in the U.S., we have over 8,000 FCA huddle clubs meeting on junior high, high school, and college campuses each week to help these athletes and coaches to grow in their faith. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. Are you cutting back at the office? Find yourself wearing more hats than ever? Need to do marketing to generate business but just don't have the time? Right Impressions is here to help. Our professional staff has been trained by the best, and now we can pass our experience on to you to support your business. We serve companies of every shape and size. Right Impressions can ensure every impression is the right impression. For more information, the number is 732-614-5099 or online at tandemradio.com. You're listening to Tandem Radio, the good news on business. Call our show at 1-800-575-9564 or visit our website at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement. Become a member and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. There are times in life when everyone needs a caring attorney they can trust. As your lawyer, I will always treat you with the utmost respect, honesty, and care when representing your legal needs. The Law Office of Judith Amorsky handles criminal, municipal, civil, and family matters, business needs, real estate, and estate planning. I also handle debt reduction and bankruptcies. To make an appointment or to speak with me directly, call Judy Amorsky at 732-683-1227 or follow the link to my website at tandemradio.com. Welcome back to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn Delakian, along with uh, Sheriff Sean Golden, and we're touching on uh, uh, many things that the Sheriff's Department does in the community and how it uh, helps. And the topic, uh, of course, today is um, more than business. It's uh, public service and safety. And on that, uh, we're going to get to the meat of uh, why Sean's here today, and I think that has a lot to do with the interaction between the Sheriff's Department and business. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll let Sean speak to that. And uh, Sean, on a regular basis, how how are some of the ways that uh, your department actually can help or work with the local business owner? 
Yeah, uh, we have a number of safety programs, as you alluded to. It's about, uh, you know, one of the primary functions of the sheriff's office is about community safety and mm. keeping communities safe. And uh, we have a number of programs uh, that we interface uh, with not only um, school students and seniors, but uh, businesses as well. So uh, we try to link up with businesses in, in terms of uh, promoting safety. Um, one of the things uh, that we have been doing is a um, program called Operation Lifesaver, for instance, where uh, we work with um, human services and, and the senior community and the autism community to uh, have the radio bracelets on those that tend to uh, wander or uh, get lost. And so uh, we can't do such programs without some um, input and some sponsorship. Uh, from businesses and right. some donations. And so, uh, you know, that's a great cause. Operation Lifesaver is a radio bracelet that goes on a, a severely autistic uh, child or uh, one of our seniors with Alzheimer's. So okay. that, um, we screen them. There's, there's, there has to be a propensity to wander away and, and uh, get lost. And at the end of the day, we have the radio equipment both in our canine and uh, the county uh, helicopter to uh, track those individuals hmm. uh, down and recover them. And we've had a very successful rate with that. And, uh, again, that wouldn't be uh, possible without some of those uh, public-private partnerships that we're talking about in right. terms of uh, linking up with businesses and, and able to, uh, to get them to help us assist those in, in that, that type of funding and, and that type of uh, program. Now, that's just one. Uh, you know, others, uh, we have uh, gang awareness programs uh, that we meet with business owners and what to look out for in terms of uh, their local communities, uh, some identifying factors in terms of crime trends and right. and um, things to be on the lookout for, for uh, security and the like around their business. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, if we don't have a safe and secure community in Monmouth County, it's not going to promote uh, good business. Mm, and true. so uh, we're very cognizant of that fact, and we try to get out uh, to all the towns and, and promote uh, those safety programs. And, and like I said, we partner. We, we partner with a lot of nonprofits uh, for the uh, local fairs and the, and the Monmouth County Fair mm -hmm. and run the uh, child safety seat inspection programs. Okay. And, and there's another one where, um, you know, we partner up with uh, private companies uh, um, to have uh, child seats donated. And so uh, those that can't afford them, we, uh, you know, we try to get uh, some donations and uh, the safe cargo program. We do the seat inspections mm -hmm. uh, for the moms. Uh, they can bring their car in. They can make an appointment. Or we do it at the fairs or local community events um, where uh, we inspect the child safety seats. So we, right. we try to interface with businesses uh, for programs like that, that that are able to keep our community safe. And uh, we feel that's uh, so important. Well, business owners many times uh, have the, their fingers on the pulse. Uh, of the community, especially because not only from their own exposure of being in the community, but for their own benefit, of their own business. I mean, obviously, if you have a retail store, you want to know who you service and what's around. That's right. Know. That's right. Yeah. So, and the other aspect is uh, even nine one one. You know, uh, when new businesses open, we try to make sure that that information reaches us, and, mm -hmm. and it's important for business owners out there to be aware of that fact. Uh, you know, for instance, we had uh, the large uh, outlet mall in Tinton Falls go in, mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, when it was ready to open, we we're looking at the address, and it was all one address. And we said, "Well, this isn't going to be good." Right. You know, because uh, each store and it's a large outlet mall, and so you know, we had to go in there, and we sent a team in uh, with the mall owners and the businesses to identify each one of the businesses. Oh, okay. You know, and, and what their address was, and and put specific instructions in there so that if they do have an emergency or some type of, uh, you know, security or police call or uh, you know, emergency call at their facility. 
it comes in the right way. And right. so a lot of people don't realize that all that has to go on in the background. Mm-hmm. When you take that and multiply it by the number of businesses in Monmouth County and the households in Monmouth County, right. all that have, all that information has to be entered into our computer-aided dispatch system so right. that it comes up the right way when there is that 911 call. That, I think that's very important. I know we had an issue in my town with the addresses. You know, they had north and south, Route 34. Yes, right, on Route 34. The, right? Yeah, and the post that's, office that's right. changed the addresses, yeah. and I still have people calling me up and saying, hey, I'm shipping you something that's not coming because my, yeah. my location is on Route 34. But um, the how do people make sure that information is correct? I think that's so important, that 911 information. How does a business know that their information is accurate at 911? Yeah, uh, well, there's a couple of ways. They can email us. So you can go to the uh, mamasheriff.org. Uh, that's our website at mammothsheriff.org and uh, you can go to the communications section and email uh, one of the supervisors or, or the team or uh, you can give us a call uh, um, you know the, the sheriff's office phone number is listed on there and, and we'll track down in the computer and make sure it's in the right way so basically any business should really double check their information wherever they are in the country you know so that way the 911 people have the right information yeah you want to be sure it's correct and, yeah. and particularly if you just moved into that mm. office or you just opened that business or uh, you moved down the street your business or you expanded um, right. because you expanded now all of a sudden if you moved into the um, the warehouse next to you for instance mm-hmm. and it's coming up a different name and 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 the like you don't want that confusion when the emergency hits right so right. it's important that if you make those moves and you know business owners are always you know worried about expanding their business and their inventory and their customers and the like when they never really think about well i just bought the place next door to me to expand and what impact that has on on the 911 and the public safety system right. for the local firefighters police and, and ems so we always encourage the business owners to uh, check with their local authorities and and the 911 system, make sure the information's in there correctly. So wherever your business happens to be, anywhere in the country you're listening, uh, make sure you check with your 911 listing uh, services and uh, make sure they have all the right information. I know that's so critical, and, and I've seen it happen firsthand uh, where an ambulance call or a fire call goes to the other end of town just because they didn't know the, the right information. It's usually, And it's not the fault of the uh, emergency service people, but it's just that the information wasn't. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the addresses change on a, on a daily basis. Names change, and you know, it's we, we try to keep keep track of it. Now, I thought curious. You mentioned this lifesaver program. I know a lot of people don't know about that program, and uh, I realize it's for autistic children and and for um, uh, people with dementia that that have these bracelets. I, when we spoke a couple weeks ago, you you mentioned some statistics on how fast you found people. I thought that was very curious. Yeah, uh, you know, and and, and this program is not specific to uh, even New Jersey or Monmouth County. It's a nationwide program run by the, uh, you know, we partnered up with the National Sheriff's Association and Novartis. Again, it's a public-private private partnership for uh, sponsorship and and uh, some funding and some awareness. And Novartis has been a good partner for us in Project Lifesaver. And, uh, you know, our statistics are, um, you know, in Monmouth County, we've had some quick recoveries uh, as early as 18 minutes and uh, wow. as long as 29 minutes. So that, wow. that's pretty good recovery and all have uh, been successful and safe. So oh, that's, that's the most excellent. important. Uh, you know, that there's a good outcome to the story and that's a special program. Mm, that's exciting. I mean, when I heard about the program, I started thinking right away, you know, business owner thinking numbers. Well, how long could it take to find people? When you said, you know, 19 to 29 minutes, yeah. I was just blown yeah. away. That's excellent job. Well done. Um, you also run the jails, obviously, and, and the Bible instructs us that we should pray for prisoners and help prisoners. Uh, touch a little bit on prison ministry. Um, first off, do you allow prison ministries in the, in the uh, county jails? 
Yeah, we have um, we we allow visitors in to come in, uh, you know, normal business hours, but they do partner up. You know, particularly those uh, inmates that do not have family members or friends uh, that can visit them, um, and uh, we have a number of um, ICE inmates uh, or immigration inmates. Um, the same thing, and so we allow people to come in. Uh, during visiting hours and visit with them. You sit with them and, and talk to them, and we, we find it, you know, that that's particularly helpful mm. uh, for those people that don't have family or friends and don't receive it or visitors on a regular basis. Right. We have uh, here at the bridge, they have uh, many listeners, uh, inmates from around the country uh, that write in, that send emails in and so forth, and uh, they find true solace in, in God and God's Word, and, and I really praise those people who take the time to do prison ministry and, and get out there and, and get the words across. Again, our, our scriptures for today, just to touch on real quick, and then we'll get back to speaking to Sean. Uh, Psalm 4.8, I will lie down and sleep in peace, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Again, the concept there is uh, it's God Almighty himself that, that gives us the true peace and solace of uh, that can only be found in him. And although we may seek government or or seek um, uh, others uh, for that peace and security. There's nowhere else it can be found like uh, our Lord and Savior. And in Romans 13, 1, 4, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. So even though you're elected, Sean, got to tell you, you know, God's got his hand on you, and he's the one who makes the, the final decisions for sure in making this all work. Now, uh, we're going to uh, be taking a break shortly, but after that, I want to talk more, Sean, about uh, uh, what you're doing at Monmouth University. I know you're a professor there, and it's very interesting how you've really taken your whole career, not only from law enforcement, but now also into education, and maybe we'll talk even more about some of the programs that you do with the high schools and, and some of the students. I know it's so important that uh, we educate our kids on public safety and law enforcement and not to fear you know, the police and yeah, the sheriff, right. but to that's realize right. we'll, that— uh, We'll talk about some of those programs coming up. That's right. So, again, you're listening to Tandem Radio Live. This is your host, Glenn DeLakian. Again, uh, tandemradio.com. Jot it down. You're going to want to check our website out. It's filled with great information. There's some blogs on there as well. And uh, you can tune in from anywhere in the world uh, and listen in to Tandem Radio Live on tandemradio.com. We'll be back after this break. Listen up close to these sponsors. These are people that can certainly help your business in many different ways. We're talking about the good news on business and what God has to say and in, in, uh, in his guidance to direct you in your business affairs and your personal life as well. So stay tuned and we'll be back uh, right after these messages. There are times in life when everyone needs a caring attorney they can trust. As your lawyer, I will always treat you with the utmost respect, honesty, and care when representing your legal needs. The Law Office of Judith Amorsky handles criminal, municipal, civil, and family matters, business needs, real estate, and estate planning. I also handle debt reduction and bankruptcies. To make an appointment or to speak with me directly, call Judy Amorsky at 732-683-1227 or follow the link to my website at tandemradio.com. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA, has become a worldwide Christian sports ministry. The vision of FCA is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. In 1956, 256 high school students went to the very first FCA camp in Estes Park, Colorado. Last summer, we had over 48,000 athletes and coaches attend FCA camps all over the country. For more information, go to our FCA link at tandemradio.com. Jobs in the economy, the most pressing issues for Americans today. 
What would 50,000 new jobs and $25 million in grants for new businesses do? TurnUSAround.com has the answers, and you can be part of history as our grassroots movement stimulates the economy. Whether you need a job or want to start a new business, the strength of America depends on the well-being of her people, and quality, thriving businesses creating new, high-paying jobs is what we need the most. Join TurnUSAround.com as we help people across the country with goals that include 50,000 new jobs, 2,500 new businesses, and free student scholarships to help young people get the start that they deserve. Join the movement, become a member, and spread the great news. Find jobs, business opportunities, scholarships, and much, much more at our website, TurnUSAround.com, where helping yourself can help others. Welcome back to Tandem Radio Live, and uh, we're excited to be here today with our guest, Sean Golden, who's the sheriff of Monmouth County, and we're going to talk to him about uh, his experience as a professor in school. And uh, before we go there, though, I just I wanted to throw out this special um, uh, psalm that I pulled out. It kind of hit me the other day, Psalm 55, 17, evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. Of course, referring to the Lord, hearing my voice. You know, David often cried out to the Lord, and uh, I, th- I thought this was interesting because a lot of times we don't take the time in business especially to pray we're running through the day we're moving and so fast we don't take the time to step back pray on where we're going what we're doing or pray for our success or prosperity but god wants to be there for us all the time and this one hit me because and it kind of ties into what we're going to talk about in the second education um as you may have heard before on the show i am honored every once in a while to be able to speak to high school students uh, around about business and and things of that nature and um recently i was on the way to uh, speak to a group uh, a deca group at uh, one of the high schools and um, i was thinking what message do i want to get across to these students and the message for the day i want to get was you never get a second chance of the first impression and i'll never forget as usual i was running late that day and i'm saying to myself oh great i'm going to show up late and do a message on um you know uh, never getting a second chance of the first impression so i'm running like crazy i pulled out my best suit in my closet my best tie my best shirt my shiniest shoes and i got all dressed and i'm getting going and i'm, I'm running like crazy and i needed something that uh breath mint that i couldn't find so i'm digging in my glove compartment while i'm driving i shouldn't be telling the sheriff this i'm digging in my glove compartment while i'm driving and I'm looking for this, uh, some kind of breath mints, you know, to take in with me. And I find this weird tool in there. And it was a little white tool. And I'm looking at it and I'm opening it up and it's sticky. And I'm going, what did my wife throw in my car now? And I throw it on the floor and I keep driving. I'm going, Lord, you got to help me here. Don't make me late, please. Don't let me be late. I'm making myself late. Don't let me be late. Lord, I got to do the right thing. So I get to the school. I got three minutes to get inside. I'm in good shape. And um, I, I was frustrated because I couldn't find what I was looking for. I threw this sticky thing on the floor and I pick up my suit jacket out of the back and my wife has pets in the house and the suit jacket is covered with hair and I'm sitting there going I'm going to walk into these students talk about you never get a second chance at a first impression and I'm covered with hair and as I'm sitting there I'm thinking Lord help me Lord help me and I look over at the sticky thing on the floor and I realize what that tool was. It was one of those brushes that you take hair off your clothes. Wow. And here I am going to say, I'm going to strangle my wife for putting this in my car. And God delivers. He's got such a sense of humor. It's amazing. <laughs> and here I am praying for a way out. And there it was right in the car. God put it right in front of me. He put it in my hands, literally. And I was able to brush the jacket and get in with one minute to spare before the class started. And was able to, thank God, make a good impression <laughs> to everyone. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. But speaking about schools... Uh, 
Um, I know, Sean, that you uh, teach at Monmouth University, and it's something that you're passionate about. Uh, I know one of the topics you, you uh, discuss is American government, and that's uh, American national government, and that's always uh, intrigued me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, you know, when I had an opportunity to go back to Monmouth University, my alma mater, where I graduated from, I mean, it's tremendous. And again, I'm a Monmouth County uh, native, and, you know, I'm so dedicated uh, in terms of the communities in Monmouth County. Uh, you know, I really am, am passionate, and I really love the opportunity. And it's a great school. It's a great campus. If, if you've ever been there, you get ever get the opportunity to visit. Um, the, the students are great. Um, it's, a, it's a really... Um, it's a conducive environment, mm-hmm. uh, academic environment, and we take a lot of that uh, academic environment and, and that type of teaching. Um, we use that in our programs and out in the communities. Uh, right. But you know, I, I teach American national government. I have intro to uh, political science, and there's a couple of others. I, I do about two classes a semester there as an adjunct, and I really appreciate um, the opportunity to do so, and I, I value that. And I work. Uh, really well and we have a tremendous uh and I, my department chair and and uh, everybody in the political science man we really have a tremendous academic set and and they make it that way you have to make it uh so the kids want to be uh enthusiastic and right. you know you want to create a great learning environment for the, the students and and i think we do that well uh, mm-hmm. there and and we take that opportunity but uh, you know you heard me mention all the programs that we do and we we take that academic setting and and at teaching, and and you mentioned first impression, and you know I was laughing about the late. My my brother always said if you're if you're not 15 minutes early, you know for the meeting you're late. <laughs> and uh, you know he's a he's a coach and he's very motivational uh, down there in Philadelphia. Uh, but we do we, you know we we take that setting and that impression, and I always remind the officers and and my staff when they when they go out and interact with the public, it's that first impression. Mm-hmm. The public may not have seen anybody from the sheriff's office uh, before today, and you got to remember that. Um, you know, we go into all the all the different uh, schools, uh, elementary schools. We we go in and teach uh, dangers of strangers for our uh, kindergartners and our first graders. We we teach uh, seek nine one one. We did our thirty-fifth thousand student this year, wow. uh, just a couple weeks ago in Middletown, for uh, Seek Nine One One. That's uh, students, uh, you know, educating Nine One One for uh, first graders mm-hmm. how to act on the phone when they call Nine One One, and you know what to say. And they actually interact with one of our volunteers and operators, and we do some uh, mock phone right. calls, you know, in the classroom, and it's very interactive for the first graders. They love it. Um, we, we do internet safety uh, for kids because, as we know uh, today with uh, internet predators and, and the like, um, you know, we want to make sure that we have safe surfing going on and we, mm-hmm. we teach a safe surfing program to uh, fourth and fifth graders about, right. you know, uh, the dangers of the internet and, you know, what not to do and what to stay, stay away from. So, and, and we do that with seniors too <laughs> right. because a lot of people don't understand, you know, seniors didn't have that technology, right. you know, including 911. You know, there's a generational gap there where, you know, the, the old rotary phones uh, used to just dial the zero, oh, right. you know, zero for an operator. And, you know, the 911 system didn't come in until, uh, you know, later. So we have to educate the senior population as well. Those are some of the programs. And then uh, one, probably one of the most powerful programs that I like in terms of mixing academics uh, with uh, the youth is our, uh, our youth academy. Mm-hmm. We run every summer a uh, youth academy. 
um, the Sheriff's Youth Academy at the Monmouth County Police Academy. And we, we had over 70 kids sign up this year. Oh, wow. Then they give up a week of their time, and we appreciate it. And, you know, we have uh, volunteers uh, that come in all week long. Wow. And we do crime scene. Uh, we do some uh, laser um, firing with uh, some laser tag. We uh, do the courses. They have some tours of our facilities. And uh, we drill them in the morning. We have the drill instructors greet them, you know, at 7.30 in the morning. And sometimes we see our t- teenagers, uh, they, they come and, you know, right away they're getting yelled at in the morning. Well, but it's very positive. Right. And, you know, we talked about first impression and uh, academics and, mm-hmm. you know, the academic environment. And the, the Sheriff's Youth Week is probably one of our, one of our best programs and most exciting programs. Mm. Well, you know, we, um, we are touching on uh, government. Uh, I know you and I spoke off air a little bit about uh, your teaching, uh, actually, about American national government and so forth. And you mentioned how little the students know about the Constitution and so forth. And, you know, I find it very interesting, and it's one of the shows we're going to do in the near future, uh, that, you know, our country was founded on Judeo-Christian values. There, there were more uh, scriptural verses directly quoted out of the Bible than any other content uh, information that was used to create our Declaration of the as well as the Constitution. Matter of fact, I think the number is 34% of direct quotes came from the Bible. Um, the men of God actually created this, or put together this country. God created it, but uh, with his guidance, they pulled together this country. How, how are you finding uh, the students? Uh, we only have a few minutes left, but how are you finding the students are relating to constitutionalism, if you call it that, or, or understanding that in our government? Yeah, well, I, I think, again, we have a, an academic setting where uh, at Monmouth U, that, um, you know, we have a good program in terms of American national government, and, and obviously part of that is the Constitution and our founding fathers and, and, and the development of our, of our government and how that came to, to be. And, and um, the students, I have to say, are receptive. Uh, we try to run that course. Uh, you know, I, I teach it as well as other professors, mm-hmm. and when we sit around and talk about, you know, what, what are the types of things we, we like to include or like them to get out of it, it's, you know, when we talk about the core, constitu- you know, those constitution and then how, how it's evolved over time, uh, those are some of the things that, you know, we try to get the uh, students to understand is, is the, the formation of the constitution and, and uh, you know, we run uh, some ideologies. Up in the, I, I teach a, a intro to political science, which uh, contains political ideologies as well, and, and what type of ideologies had an impact mm-hmm. on the uh, creation of our, our constitutional documents. So. Um, but it's with the kids get a lot out of it. We get a lot of good feedback uh, from those classes, and uh, you know I, I find it intriguing because again I, I said the, the sheriff's office is a constitutional position, so mm, right. I, I'm always cognizant of the history of the Constitution and our state constitution uh, behind the the office of, and what I call the office of the people because at the end of the day the sheriff serves the people of Monmouth County. Right. Well, as I told you, Wood, the time flew by, and we're coming up on the end of the show. I just want to end that segment with uh, a quote I heard recently from Patrick Henry, who said, It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians. Not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thought that was a great segment from uh, a well-known founding father, for sure. And um, I want to thank Sheriff Sean Golden for being here today. Yeah, Glenn, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I know you have a busy schedule. You're out there running. There's so much going to go on the next two weeks for you, and I'm excited for you. And um, uh, we're just glad to have you that you took the time out today. You're listening to Tandem Radio Live. This is Glenn DeLakian, uh, your host. And uh, we're here every Saturday from 11 a.m. till noon. I'd like to thank our staff today, our producer, Sarah Gano. And um, uh, Jonathan Pelez is here today. And John Javert is our technical director. 
couldn't do the show without their support and without the support of the Bridge Network. And uh, we're excited to be here every week. So tune in. Tell your friends that uh, it's the good news on business. And we'll do our best to help you remember God's scriptures and uh, remember his holy word. And remember this week, I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord. Make me dwell in safety. We'll see you next Saturday. And don't forget to check out TandemRadio.com for more information about what we do. And all our archive shows are on there as well. So uh, TandemRadio.com is the place you want to go next to check out all the great information that we'll have stacked there for you. Again, thanks, Sean. Yeah, thank and, you, Glenn. Uh, I'll Pleasure. be seeing you around, that's for sure. Great. You've been listening have a great to day. The Good News on Business, a Tandem Radio live broadcast heard here on the Bridge FM Radio Network and streaming at TandemRadio.com. Don't forget to join us every Saturday at 11 a.m. to 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and call us and email us with your questions because we'd love to hear from you. You can also visit our website for the latest blogs from Peter and Glenn, along with other information about upcoming guests, events, and business opportunities. I'm Kevin Reeves, and from everyone at Tandem Radio, we hope that you have a blessed week. And remember, walk with the Lord every day in every way.